Good evening, Guardians, and welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. Normally, Corey would be the one doing the introduction, but he is busy being a career man tonight. He is on a business trip, so joining us tonight, returning, is Yetus Deletus himself, the glorious specter of the Citadel, A1 Ooh. Johnny. Thank you for having me back. Thank See, I can back. make jokes about Mass Effect now because I played <laughs> Mass Effect. Yeah, I was about to say, put the twab on pause. Mass Effect hour, Mass Effect oh, block no, right here. I, I don't think we can divert into Mass Effect talk for a third or fourth episode in a row. Um, we, they will if revolt. We, if we get slow again in the summer, maybe we'll do a special uh, a special one-off of... Uh, the, the Citadel casuals. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, Johnny is joining us here tonight because we, we've got a packed show. We're going to talk the Schwab. We're going to talk about uh, Beyond Light's exotics. We're going to talk about the weapons that are being sunset that were not talked about in the Schwab because I'm heated. We've got a question from Joe Asus, and we're going to talk day one raid prep, essential mods and legendary weapons that you can still go get and you should get. Spoiler alert, a lot of them are weapons that we talked about last week. But, <laughs> John, to start things off, let's go ahead and let's jump into this here, Twab. Um, I'm ready apologize if the audio sounds a little wonky. We're trying a new program tonight. We're recording with Zencaster instead of on Skype. But we're this is a trial run. It already sounds a little bit clearer to both of us, and definitely the image looks clearer on our cams. So, fingers crossed that this works out. Corey Dan may shift over here permanently. Uh the Schwab this week, though, um, you open it up, you get this beautiful picture of Zavala right at the top. And as been oh, confirmed on Twitter from the cinematics lead, that that is a still from a new cinematic that we have not yet seen from the Witch Queen. Um, I'm not sure. So that is not Zavala in the helm, by the way. Corey got very excited when you messaged me earlier. Like, oh, I saw that. I Zavala like, in the helm! I was like, no, that is Zavala's office because in the helm you would have the you would have the hangar around it and the traveler is much farther away. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now, while that may still happen, uh, because you know John and I are both pretty strong believers that the tower is going to go bye bye at some point uh, in the very near future. Um, he's not in the helm quite yet. I just hope that they save Shax's workout CD. I hope that's part of the evacuation quest from the tower is that you save the workout CD and like, I don't know, you pick up the Titan hammer regardless of who you are, just beat the shit out of whoever's in the tower. <laughs> that's just like, that's my honest ardent hope for what we get. Just make that the background music while you're defending the tower. For, oh for my the God. Can you, Shaq's Shaq's cosplaying as Richard Simmons is what we all need in life. I need like a vocal cameo <laughs> from Saladin in there. <laughs> There's so many good things you can do there. But the first update we have in the Schwab, um, these all kind of feel half-baked, and this week's kind of continues that trend, and it's really annoying me. Like, there's good info, but we're getting, like, half the story, so at some point they got to start giving us some meaty Schwabs. Yeah, just uh, a real quick aside before we dive into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is it just, uh, it, it feels like we're not getting a whole lot of, of information. Like, I, I don't, they haven't shown a lot about Witch Queen. We know the big the big beat with Sabathun getting, you know, the hive getting the mm -hmm. light. We we know about Void 3.0 and weapon crafting, but other than that, they seem to be playing it tight lip. But I don't know if that's just my memory or not. You know, we, 
I feel like we saw a lot of Beyond Light and Shadowkeep before it came out. Well, so with Beyond Light and Shadowkeep, I would say the important thing to remember is we got those reveals about five months before they came out. Uh, yeah. Witch Queen, we got the we got the name announcement in 2020. Yeah. Um, we got the actual first trailer for it back in September, so it's or August. It's not that much longer of a gap. It's like six months and a little bit of change, I think, or six months exactly, something like that. It feels like they're intentionally trying to be more mysterious because they want to build the hype, and I think they have that confidence in the storytelling mm-hmm. now. Coming off, if you had had another season, because we have to remember that season of the Worthy was ending as we were going into the Beyond Light reveal, you had yeah. to show a lot of that game to get the to get the confidence. And uh, Arrivals was so tied to, yeah, uh, you know, this whole year of storytelling. So that, that's kind of the thing that like I, I've likened it to is Arrivals was really the prologue to Beyond Light, but it yeah. also served as a prologue to the seasonal stories. The seasonal stories really continued out of that. Um, so I'm treating Lost is directly leading into the events of Witch Queen, but I'm almost wondering if it doesn't just lead into the events of the next season as well. Uh, yeah. because the seasons are supposed to be the ongoing story and like the, the expansions are the standalones. You can still experience most of the universe by playing those. Uh, those yeah. are kind of like the key cornerstone moments in a lot of ways. Like if you come back in to the Witch Queen, you're probably gonna be like, uh, what is this nonsense about us having an alliance with Callus's daughter? Why is Mithrax just like, why are him and Saint like giving each other uh, neck massages? Like what is going yeah, on? Why the here? hell are there Elixney on the tower? What is, what, is... <laughs> what, what are, what are the small Um We, we got to talk about the, uh, Mara Bay came back. We got to talk about some stuff here. Uh, why is, crow on the tower or why is Aldrin hanging out here decked out like he's getting ready to go for a raid just casually kicking it you know yeah and those are a lot of the questions you know we've been getting some teasers the last couple weeks i I do think we're getting another full-length trailer probably on monday monday or tuesday would be my guess uh probably tuesday to say oh we're like we're 20 days out from launch or 21 days we're exactly three weeks out we strongly suspect the exorcism event is happening Tuesday at reset, uh, which yep. will be a big deal when that happens. Uh, that fits with the timeline of the final thing comes three weeks before the end of the season. Um, trailer will probably drop then, and then you'll get another one probably with that final twab on the 17th. Um, I, for all the people clamoring for weapon crafting deeds, I don't think we're getting those ahead of time. Um, I think that will very much be something maybe in a blog post the day that it releases. Like, hey, when the patch notes come out, here you go. Here's a whole thing on weapon crafting for you to read while the servers are down for four hours. Um, I can see that happening. I don't think you want to waste space in a twab. You have to already go over sandbox changes. You have to go over the gambit changes eventually. You're probably going to go over you know new ritual weapons for each playlist. Like, There's a lot of stuff to dive into before we actually launch, all while avoiding story content like they might not want to dive in the weapon crafting because there could be story spoilers associated with that how we get to that point um which would make a lot of sense to me let's talk about what we do now changes to ritual playlists um so they they get into some data here say that you know we approach things differently uh than they kind of expected us to even with the changes uh so for instance in vanguard strikes um 
they did not expect us to uh, running run more than they anticipated. So they're going to up our reputation gains. Uh, reputation on completion, activity streaks, nightfalls, nightfall multipliers, and nightfall completion quality bonuses. Uh, and the overall reputation gain should be about twice as fast for most players with the ability to optimize even faster by playing higher difficulty nightfalls and utilizing the activity streak more. This is great news for us. We like running masters and grandmasters a lot. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mr. Conqueror over here, especially. Uh, I think that this just helps prove that if you're slogging away, like I know you and our friends Max and Phil really slog away at some of these nightfalls for like a week or two to get them down. Uh, your yeah. attempts are not necessarily in vain then. When you finally get it done, like, oh, you're getting a Grandmaster done, maybe if you knocked out a few Vanguard strikes ahead of time or you were just hanging out in that playlist, bam, you're going to get hit with this huge rep bonus at the end. Yeah, which is great because, honestly, were it not for this crazy extended season, I doubt I would have gotten that Ascendancy uh, strike uh, ornament. You know, I don't think, you know... Like you said, it, most of my interaction with the strike playlist is through the nightfalls, and that's me trying and failing to do a grandmaster for a week, beating that one, and then moving on to the next one. I don't necessarily hang out the strike playlist once I'm at level. No, we. Uh, I mean, you you and I've been on to hang out in there to try and get some god rolls. Um, yeah. And but I think at this point in the year, there weren't really any strike weapons that we wanted that we didn't already have. We already have great third axioms. We had great royal yeah. entries. If you didn't have it, you were able to buy it from Zer. Um, for us, it's it's always the new nightfall weapons, and even those this season were underwhelming. I think is the right yeah. word. So yeah. why do I need to go in there when I already have I have good versions of each weapon already? And then because of things like. Uh, the inverted spire and lake of shadows we have <laughs> farmed the god rolls of the best weapons the plug ones the uzumes the uh the palindromes we have great uh, the hung juries we have great rolls on all those and there's really no reason for us to hang out in regular strikes i'm hoping this kind of gives us a reason to like well if you need to go in there to get your power pulls and stuff you're going to be rewarded with a meaty bonus out of it um yeah that that's and that, that's all I want. I just that's always been my biggest thing with Destiny is I don't mind what you do, just respect the investment of time that I'm giving. Um, like Dares of Eternity is not an activity that rewards my time and makes me feel respected. It makes me just hate whoever designed the reputation system and wants me to yeet them off the tower. Yep, which is a shame for an activity that is in, extremely fun and uh, a, a a a reward pool. Yeah. That it, is awesome great by the time you get God. done doing a hundred of those to to get zero to max rank you never want to touch it again and that's and that, that's a hundred if you're lucky yeah that's taking into account you know streak bonuses and everything else which the max streak yeah. bonus is like 180 now that they fixed it it was 120 apparently so it was yep. even worse like I I just I can't get it out of my head how bad this is, how bad it really is. Um, I, I hate it. I'm still trying to get my final ornaments. I'm still trying to get my my ship, my sparrow, my ghost. This is gonna be something I work on for like the next year because I can't be bothered to do it right this second. It's gonna make me hate playing Destiny right before an expansion comes out. Yeah, and that's never where you want to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, moving on to a topic that you and I love, though. Trials of Osiris. I told you guys we were done talking about Trials for a while. And sure enough, as the sun rises, John is here when we have to talk about Trials again. 
Uh, <laughs> Trials of Osiris rep gain was about 30% slower than anticipated while not having an accelerated gain when higher ranks are achieved. We felt like we were not valuing winning rounds enough, especially players getting to 20 round wins and at seven ticket wins. We've added a small amount of Trials rep at match end for every round one in that match, which increases based on how many ticket wins a player has. At the top end, each round one, each round one awards 21 rep up to 105 extra reputation per match. This ideally speeds up Trials reputation gain by 50% or more for players who do not regularly reset their ticket in an attempt to go flawless. We were not able to give an accelerated reputation gain for higher ranks in the Witch Queen for technical reasons. Look for more news on that sometime later in the year. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. Trials... Yeah. Again, tri Trials rep gains are the same complaints I have about Gambit when you get towards the end. It's a fucking slog to finish that reset. Yeah. You, you have to wait for the double, but even then, the trials resetting, because nobody's trying to reset their, their rank after like halfway through a season with trials. You're done. It's only sweaties. There's no points. Yeah. But in an ideal world, trials will be pretty populated for probably two-thirds of the season in a normal season, not a six-month season, um, which for me was enough to get through uh, almost two resets. And I was playing very casually. I, I went really hard for like three out of the first four weeks, I think. And that was it. I really oh, dropped yeah. after that. I, I love PvP and I I can't say I've touched Trials in, in months. The last know. time I touched Trials was probably end of October, beginning of November, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, my last Trials weapon I got, this should speak volumes, was one I bought from Xur. He sold Scholar <laughs> about a month ago. Oh, you picked up a Scholar from him. I did. It wasn't in my um, loot pool yet. So, <laughs> hey, it came yeah. with no distractions. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I I feel like these um, for trials more than the other vendors. I feel like the reputation track is there for normal players who aren't going to go to three five seven. You know, it's Absolutely. a kind of a backdrop. No matter what, you're going to get some drops. You're going to get some upgrade mods. You're going to get you know. Well, and that, that's that's the case that you know Corey and I were making last year at the beginning of the season was, and it seems sure enough like they're taking salad in this direction at the end of this next season of the Witch Queen, um, that by early summer we should have salad and fix, and you know maybe Banshee will have some rewards in the line too, where you can pick your rewards, but everybody feels like their time is valued even if they're not like amazing. Like I was, yeah. crazy, I was telling our friend Ray, I says, I really wish you were high enough level because I would take you in there right now to go get yeah. some of those weapons. Those are almost best in class weapons across the board. But they and may try not for nothing. They look beautiful. They look beautiful. <laughs> uh, you know, they're they're best in class. I can't tell you the last time I wasn't running either messenger or peacebound in my primary slot. You'd catch me this week trying to conquer the uh, the corrupted GM. I'm using a trial sniper rifle and a trials linear fusion. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Reed's regret is 100. percent If you can get the god roll on it, it's the best uh, legendary heavy in the game right now. Mm -hmm. um, you you just it, it's it, it's great. It, it's great. But I'm glad that these rewards are much more accessible to everybody else. We also got the news that there is a there is a new weapon in the pipe but they're not going to let us know about it until Trials actually returns, as well as uh, the Summoner is coming back to the loot pool. Praise um, be. Yeah, very excited. It's a great time for Summoner to come back. Uh, and th this is how weapon rotation should work. You take something out. You don't sunset it necessarily, but 
then you bring it back, but when you bring it back, it's a brand new perk pool. Yeah. Brand new perk and they've add, And they've added a lot of really good perks this year. I'm very excited to see what they add next year. So it's actual meaningful, and it's not I'm just a... Fingers not just a crossed. sideways upgrade. Pray at my, yeah, I'm going to pray at my Luke Smith effigy tonight and hope that uh, Frenzy is one of the new perks added. Yeah. Um, well, that is one I'd personally really like. That or um, that and Vorpal. I would really like to see both of those get added to the perk pool. Yeah, and who knows in line with Headstone and where they're taking this, where they're really wanting to reward you matching element type of your weapon to yeah, your subclass yeah. what kind of unique solar perks they could cook up for it you know what i mean um i feel like this won't be one of the ones that really gets those though because we're not getting solar 3.0 until best case yeah. scenario uh end of may yeah um, so and that's a fair point that, that may weapon, be a but... little ways off but um i wouldn't rule out them bringing back the rocket launcher and getting some unique perks on it or yeah. some new perks on shayuras for example what do you think the odds are we get a Trials Glaive? Um, I do wonder if it's a Glaive. My heart says that it's going to be a... Uh, because I think that... I think the Glaive would make people really salty because it's brand new. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what would draw the most salt? And trying to kind of predict where metas are going to go. Uh, a Trials Breach-Loaded Grenade Launcher. <laughs> uh, because it would be uh, with micro missile, it's coming back. God, we, 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 we joke about the choppers of Nam, but that is one of the things that would absolutely terrorize me is that or recluse coming back in some form. Uh, I do truly think it's going to be a sidearm, though, because you think which about I it, would love. There is no sidearm as a reward in any raid, there is one in the prophecy dungeon, and it's not great. No, it's um, fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Fi fine is <laughs> fine is being nice. I think it looks um, looks cool. You have uh, one, and you well, you have. I don't know if Fool's Remedy is still in the per is still in the loot pool for it Iron is. Banner. Okay, so you have that, and you have yep. Peacebound. Um, but you don't really have one in any aspirational activities outside of that. Yeah, there's so, no adept sidearm in the there's game. No right there's sidearm, no adept sidearm. No adept sidearm lost. I, I yep. think that a sidearm either here or in the Witch Queen raid is an absolute given. Yep. Uh, that and a bow. Like we haven't gotten an adept bow either. Uh, we haven't gotten a bow. I don't think you're going to get a trials bow, though. Uh, hmm. My my personal feeling is you just added two very good legendary bows this year in uh, Imperial Needle and Wolf Tone Draw. You gave us an exotic one in Tikus that is probably the best bow the game has ever had. Yep. Uh, if you can use it correctly. Now, not for PvP, but for PvP, no, no, it's no. amazing. Um. I'm trying to work on that catalyst quest that it's just abysmal in PvP. Get 50 kills, <laughs> my ass. Um, I, I I think you're onto something, though. I Honestly, I'd love to see him just come straight out of left field with it and say, fuck it, heavy grenade launcher. Ooh. I Ooh. I, I think that there there's just so many possibilities you can do here uh, yeah. for weapons, both here and in the raid. I think you're going to get some archetypes, at least get some archetypes that we don't see all the time. Like, I think we all pretty much agree that the Deep Stone weapons are all pretty... None of them are best in class, but they're all pretty good. Um, in my Most of them are good. I shouldn't say all of them. The Quest is a, we a weapon that drops in there. Um, and I think that the Vault of Glass weapons are largely okay as well. Um, maybe not, like, the greatest things, but, you know, like... I mean, 
Fatebringer really came back in a big way. I never got one in D1, but it's all over the place. And Fatebring- Yeah, I would say Fatebringer, uh, Vision of Confluence definitely has its place in the sandbox. And uh, yep. Tomorrow's Answer, uh, or Hez and Vengeance, excuse me, not Tomorrow's Answer. Uh, yeah. Hez and Vengeance definitely has a place if you don't have the God Roll Royal entry or yeah. um, uh, Code Duello. I yeah, think. and it is the only other adept. Well, I guess you can get Hothead now, but it's another avenue to get an adept rocket launcher. Which uh, matters, it, I think it's know. unquestionably unless you manage to get um, the Trials rocket launcher with like the God rolls right before they took mm-hmm. it out. Uh, this is probably your best shot to get something like that. Um, continuing on, what things are not going to change? Crucible rep gain. Um, which totally fine. I think Crucible progresses perfectly fine for oh, yeah. games. That's the yeah, quickest yeah, yeah. for me by far. I, um, I reset it all the time and I really yeah. don't play as much Crucible as I used to. You know what I mean? I'm not in I, there every day. Um, and I mean, it helps that you're also getting Crucible rep alongside Trials rep. Mm-hmm. That really helps. And alongside Iron Banner. So I mean, there's like three different avenues for you to be doing this. Like Crucible levels up the quickest. I don't think it needs to be touched. Um, I, I do want to note about Gambit, though. It says here, Gambit reputation gain was 30% slower than desired, but with a Gambit revamp coming in the Witch Queen, we want a full season to analyze playstyles and patterns before making changes. I want to be clear. I understand saying that. I don't agree with it. Gambit and yet. is... <laughs> I, I do think that the rep, cha- rep gains that they... Rep gain changes, if I can put my words together correctly, that they do... We went around we wine wound um, that they did for Gambit recently have helped have yeah. definitely helped uh, that, that, that third round of mythic is not nearly as bad. Now I blew through it in a couple matches uh, the other night in attempting to get one reset on the season, but it's still like, it's a tedious activity. Gambit is yeah. still not fun. Uh, it, it's brutal. If you're not, if, even if you're in there with a stack, it's still brutal. Like you're still, you can still get completely wiped. Um, the, th- the only thing that makes me kind of ticked off about all this, which they say, and it's a whole paragraph right here. I want to read this because this is something I was really hoping they would change. It was fine for a six-month season. I don't think it's fine here. Um, we are not making any changes to the activity streak system or placement of the ritual weapon ornaments. We have heard feedback on it and don't believe it is currently meeting our design goals. It's intended to feel like a nice bonus for dedicated players, but rarely feel critical. Right now, it can sometimes feel too punishing to leave a ritual playlist, but this is being partially driven by Gambit, Vanguard reputations moving slower than intended, combined with the ritual ornaments being on the second reset. We want to see how the tweaks to Vanguard rep changes play style and hourly gain before we make any changes across the board. I'm going to tell you right now, if this is what you're going to do, you need to remove those challenges from the challenge card in a regular season. Yeah. You have to do that, or you have to buff Gambit in a massive, massive way. For rep and that's why I'm so curious about what they mean by Gambit revamps. You know, like, I mean, I want to know. If, I, I just want to know who was out here actually complaining about earning the weapon ornaments through little quests for the for for the uh, the vendors. Because let me tell you something. You could go do it with any archetype of those weapons. You didn't have to go in there yeah. with Ascendancy. You could go in there with Gowerhorn if you wanted to now and get those kills. You could go, when it was adored, I went through and did a lot of mine with uh, in Crucible or uh, 
Yeah, Crucible. I, I did a lot of mine with uh, Izanagi's Burden. <laughs> there you go, baby. Which uh, Pick up because, one green brick and cheese yeah, it. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, you, you could do that. Uh, what was it? Noel Composure. I ran around with yeah. Jotun. <laughs> I ran around and spammed Jotun and Telesto. That's how I got mine. Like, you could do that, and I don't understand why you would want to pigeonhole yourself into this. And, I mean, granted, you just earn it by straight playing now, but Two resets on anything other than Crucible is a little brutal. The Vanguard changes sound good, but I need to play them. To yeah, know they I mean, if sound. It, exactly. If they do reset as fast as Crucible or roughly the same, then maybe it won't feel nearly as bad because, yeah, you know, as much as I enjoy the Crucible, it's not it, it makes up like maybe 20, 30 percent of my playtime at, at, at best. And I usually reset Crucible before I'm max level in a in a season. You know what I mean? So if if. If it really is that fast to get through the, the Vanguard reset, then I guess we'll have to play with it to see how it feels. But it it's absolutely wild. I don't under I don't understand it. But okay, um, yeah, I'll 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 follow your lead on this one, Bungie. That kind of feels a little ridiculous to me. Um, and then one last note here with vendor changes. Uh, we know how annoying it is to not remember which reputation bonus is active by Thursday or Friday. Starting in which queen when double ranks or rewards are active, those activities will have a modifier on the launch screen to remind you. Uh, this feels like something that... Duh! Uh, <laughs> but okay. Uh, it only took us like a year and some change to get here. Um, Vanguard Ops. Of course, there's changes to the Vanguard playlist coming. Vanguard Strikes will now be called Vanguard Ops because the four battlegrounds are going to join them. Um, just as plain old vanilla strikes. No champions, no nothing. Good. Those were basically strikes as it was. Yeah, um, and they're fun. And uh, here, here's to not putting everything in the vault if it doesn't need to go. I'm glad uh, that we're getting. Yeah, that I, there are you two know? missions that I think they should have kept in here, and those mm -hmm. are um, the high celibate mission and Presage. Fight. Well, I definitely think Presage could be. I think Presage may be too. Uh, too mechanically heavy for kindergartens. Too meaty. Uh, not necessarily too meaty. I think it's a really good mission. I just don't know how it fits. Like, as a strike, oh, I, mean, I, I didn't mean throwing it in the Vanguard playlist. I just wish it would stick around. Oh, I'm a big oh fan yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't see why that's going away when it's a standalone thing. That completely baffles me. It's not even tied to a planet. You know, it, it's you leave whatever. Warden, moving you on. You can leave Warden of Nothing. You can leave that in. Um, <laughs> I think also the uh, the Quarry mission should be mm. added as a strike. Mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why those two things cannot be added as strikes. Um, yeah, you know, hell, even some of the expunge missions. I don't know. I think you had an opportunity here for a Vanguard Ops playlist and a Strikes playlist, but the fact that bounties will work across all that now, music to my ears because some of those battle oh, yeah. rounds are great for farming. Oh yeah, uh, specifically the, the one in the Cosmodrome is amazing for it. Um, I, I like that. Uh, and then Nightfalls. So John gets to talk about one of his other favorite things here. Nightfalls. Uh, one big outlier Ooh, for our Nightfalls baby. was strike-specific modifiers with damage boosts and other effects that enhance boss attacks. While some of them were cool and fun, they were generally inconsistent and pushing tactical play more than the intended build crafting. So we've removed these from Nightfalls, starting at Hero. We also added a new style of burn called Acute, which will increase player damage taken from specific elements by 50% and increase player damage done by 25%. Most Nightfalls already had a 25 and 25 split. Um, 
this is mm. gr- this is intriguing, but I am terrified thinking of certain nightfalls. Uh, looking at you, proving grounds. Uh, I'm very scared of proving grounds with a solar modifier in both directions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here's the thing that I I want to see more of in the strike in the general strike playlist, not just nightfalls, but. As someone who loves the punishment and goes in there and does all these grandmasters and truly enjoys it, there's something missing from Destiny 1 that I wish would be more emphasized in Destiny 2, and that's giving us positive modifiers on top of the negative modifiers. I agree. I agree. Give give us something that, okay, and they do it in dares, and I think it's really cool, but it's kind of unnecessary in vanilla activities like dares or normal strikes, where, okay... Your sidearms do more damage. Void does more damage, both for you and bad guys. Something to build into, a reason to be like, oh, okay, well, this is normally my GM loadout, but this week, you know, it's solars and pul- solar and pulse rifles. So I'm going to make a build around that to maximize that little boost that it's giving me, and it makes it a little more dynamic. Instead of just, here's 15 modifiers that make it harder for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely agree. I mean, like, you go play Vanilla Strikes and you get things like Heavyweight. Give, give me that in some Grandmaster activities, man. Yeah. Why do you need that in a normal strike? Who's sweating right. normal strike? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then moving Seasonal Strike modifiers we introduced from Season 15 from the Vanguard playlist to Nightfall. These are unique buffs and boosts that aid you if you lean, in, aid you if you lean into the combat themes of the season. For Season 16, they are themed to the Glaive and Void usage. Mm. These mm. rotate weekly and appear on all Hero, Legend, and Master Nightfalls. We look forward to feedback on these as we continue to iterate. And then the sweet, sweet loot. The two new Nightfall weapons, Silicone <laughs> Nermona and uh, Duty Bound, are coming back. Uh, both Curse of Osiris weapons. So I am <clears throat> one of the most loved expansions, uh, as I'm sure the community oh, will yeah, like it's, it's a regular Taken <laughs> King, man. <laughs> but I am extremely excited to get an adept 600 RPM kinetic opera rifle. Mm. Uh, yeah, it. very very excited for that because um, I I enjoy I like uh, well we have one isn't Scathlock a uh, 600 uh, kinetic a, a, adept an adept oh, oh there are no oh, adept that's kinetic right. that's yeah. right that's we right. have shadow that's price right. and we have shadow price and technically summoner if you earned it back in the day right. listen i, back, I am but... a, i'm a shadow price truther okay i yeah. really like and it. shadow shadow price is good but 450 rpms or a choice and uh you know i'll put it this way <laughs> uh it's a choice to take it into pvp which i do more often than i like to admit <laughs> Um, I've gone on, I've gone on 10 kill streaks with it though. So I think it makes people salty. Uh, I like it in, uh, in nightfalls. I specifically like yeah. it a lot for, um, when we were in, uh, inverted spire, I would run that mm. with uh succession. And I yeah. really liked that. Uh, I thought that that was great. It's, it's a great anti-barrier weapon when anti-barrier scout or uh, auto rifle is up. So I like that a lot. Um, We've also been iterating on how we communicate shields present in a strike if match game is on. All nightfall activities will now have a modifier that lists the shields used. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, Lost Sectors uh, largely going to operate the same. Legend and Master will now be the exact same Lost Sector. One Lost Sector per day. So if it's legs legs that are up, you could say, ah, it's leg day. And, uh, you know, just trek out there and do it. I've already seen a lot of complaining. I don't know how this is complaining. It was confusing when it was two. 
remembering what the rotation was and trying to guess what it was going to be. On I, the next, I shouldn't on the next have day. to follow a bot on Twitter to figure out if I need to care about the lost sector each day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, to- <laughs> total, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I mean, because uh, a lot of us don't log in every single day. Especially yeah. when you get towards the back end of the season. so And there's no simple menu to find it. You literally have to click no. on each planet, scan around to see if it's, it's that one, then look awful. at it to see what... what yeah. It's yeah. fucking awful. Uh, Crucible, um, they basically they're just they're rolling back the uh, the longer respawn times that were implemented in the 30th anniversary patch. Uh, and they were removed a few days ago already. Uh, there's a whole explanation there if you want to go read it. We're not going to read out the analytics. Um, don't really feel the need to. Uh, same with the HDR update. Uh, if you play on PC, uh, go read these instructions to figure out how to uh, fix your uh, windowed HDR and windowed full screen yeah. and stuff. I, I will say that is a nice change as someone who does play on PC now. Um, specifically, I turned it off because I couldn't take screenshots. When I would take a screenshot, it would give me two screenshots. One would be super bright and one would be super dark. And I don't know why. I'm yeah. glad this is going to change that. I literally turned it off just because I couldn't screenshot in Destiny, which is something I do often, and I feel like many people do. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. Bungie names. You should be able to change your Bungie name as we approach to the Witch Queen. They will let us know. They're targeting a date close to the Witch Queen's launch date. Um so I ah, no so more guardian forward. string of numbers. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and I, of course, I always like wondering what naughty name they had that got them with that default one. Anyways. I think a lot of times it's just you had uh, characters that weren't supported <laughs> anymore from custom keyboards. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing on steam. Having your, yep. your name is unstoppable logo. Yoten logo. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, <laughs> if I could have claimed that I would have, um, <laughs> Rewards that will disappear on February 22nd, just as a reminder. Bungie rewards, season pass items, shacks, drifter, and Zavala rewards, season vendor rewards, gunsmith rep, seasonal seals, and rewards for all of the past year. This, it does not list it here, but St. 14's Ingrams that you have stored up will go away. Those are going away. If you have not used those, go, go ahead and use them. I'm going to dump all mine into Solo Scars now to try and get a chain reaction sword. Um... Mm. So fun, Jeff. Certain seasonal <laughs> titles, uh, seal slash title triumphs and rewards require multiple weeks to fully complete. So if you want to obtain those rewards, you should begin the process right now. Um, and I don't think that there's anything else here. They introduced their new community manager. Ah, for, they did. Uh, they did. I strolled straight ranges. past that on yeah. accident. Uh, we have another new community manager for uh, South America. Uh, for uh, for Latin America, I'm trying to find out where his paragraph is. Uh, it was slightly above where you were. Yeah, Bruno. Yep. yep. He uh, he comes from Spain. He uh, I misspoke. He's not for South America. He's for the uh, the the Latin Latin America community, I guess. Uh, yep, Southern Europe and Latin America. Um, yep. Bruno. Uh, this was something that a lot of people reached out about uh, around the bungee bounties, and it's just really cool. Like as we have the capacity to see, he's added. For a global yeah. studio like Bungie, it's important. Representation yeah, matters. It, we always say this. I mean, this game is localized in what is it, twelve or thirteen different languages? Uh, you yeah, know. something like that. <laughs> so there's, you know, having people to represent and and, and uh, pull eyes where where they're needed in those communities is always awesome to see. Right. So, uh, big shout out to Bruno. Uh, I'm sure that we will see him uh, pop up in these. Uh, 
twabs from time to time or bungee bounties and things of that nature. Um, I think he's more on the, a little bit of the back end of things like um, Queen Bartley is. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. We do have another topic to get to before we get to the two topics that John and I are really hoping to bring to the table tonight. Um, Damage tweeted out something this evening um, that I'm kind of hot was not put into, uh, not even necessarily this week's TWAB, but this should have probably been put in last week's so you could plan accordingly. Uh, Certain weapons that are being vaulted uh, from endgame activities. Uh, Of course, we know that Nightfall weapons were due to rotate out, but it's the manner in which they got announced that really makes me upset. So Trials, you will no longer, after the 22nd, you will no longer be able to earn Igneous Hammer or Solus Scar. Iron Banner, the Multimock, Time Worn Spire, Guiding Sight, and Steady Hand are disappearing. And the Nightfalls, uh, Swarm, Shadow Prize, Uzum, and Hunjury are all disappearing. And you may ask, why, why is Josh upset about this? Well, for starters, we have one Iron Banner left on the season, which is the last week of the season. I personally don't think they were planning to do another one and then they went oh crap we need to do another we got one. a whole month <laughs> we got a whole month and we got four weapons we're getting rid of people would have been and rightfully so would have been furious yeah. um trials okay you, you've had you've had your opportunity to get those with the engram focusing i don't have too much sympathy for you if you don't have those at this point or good rolls of them um you still got a couple weekends i expect trials to be pretty populated this weekend after this news the Nightfalls are the ones that I'm upset about because this is the last week in the rotation that you can earn Uzum for the entire season. And I figured, okay, maybe it's safe and it'll come back the following season because this came back and this was a thing from Splicer. Like, maybe this maybe this will still come back. Nope. Uzum and Hungjury are both leaving. Uzum is obtainable for the last time of the season this week and then one of these for each week, basically. So it goes Uzum, Swarm, Shadow Price, and then Hung Jury will be on the last week with uh, good old Lake of Shadows to farm it on. Um, this is frustrating for a number of reasons. And I'm going to get to Dylan's explainer here in just a second. This is qualification for this. But to not tell people and then to just drop this news unceremoniously on Twitter on a Thursday evening and not even put it into a twab feels like a pretty big oversight to me. Um, We've had, what, two and a half months of downtime? Yeah. You You know? You could have told us about this when these are weapons that show up at best once a month. Um, I feel like this should have been publicized a little bit more. You've had so many people return during the 30th anniversary event or come back. You know, they played played for a loss and then they dipped and they're coming back because the exorcism is getting ready to happen. And now they're like, if you didn't get this, like, oh, shit. Um, Because it's not just the normal ones that's disappearing. It's also the adept versions and keep in mind for those of us who do not have the conqueror title our catch-up node is not active it is not activated yet i cannot if i needed to go in and farm and use zoom i can do that because it's devil's layer this week but what if like the worst case scenario had played out and it was like fucking corrupted like last week with the double nightfall (laughs) rewards and you gave us corrupted uh okay like there aren't much worse combinations in this game, but somehow, by God, they managed to find them. Uh, this is just this has me a little heated, like maybe unnecessarily, 
but I think this is really tacky to put this out now. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, we have two Iron Banners left, and these weapons are going to go away at the end, so you might want to get them because they're completely random drops. Or yeah. the Trials ones where you can focus your anger. I was like, I'm fine with you telling me about the Trials guns now. It's the Nightfall ones that literally you have an opportunity one time a month to earn them. And it has me heated. Yeah, I, I totally get why well, it was cycling them out to bring in new weapons. Uh, and, you know, if the loot pool is too too bloated in Grandmasters, it can be frustrating. I can say that as someone yeah. who wanted to get some rolls on Comedian and kept getting Shadow Prices to drop uh, that week, etc. Yeah. So I'm not upset that they're doing it. Like you said, I'm upset that we're just hearing about this now. You know, we've had two months of downtime where people could have been grinding for these roles knowing they were going away. This also is, this just kind of iterates a point that Corey and I have made before that if you're going to have endgame vendors, such as Iron Banner is considered endgame, Trials mm -hmm. is, and I would say Nightfalls are. Those are, those are the accessible endgame as far as I'm concerned. Um, there need to be a way to turn in your engrams that you get from those. Like have a special have iron engrams drop or have nightfall engrams drop. And you have the choice to take them to Rahul, or you can go spend some money and get them specifically decrypted yeah. at Zavala. There is no reason why you could you why you should not be viewing that as a change for Zavala. And I swear to God, if I have to wait for Lightfall to come out to get this change for Zavala. I'm really going to be heated because <laughs> they really nailed it with Saint. It's the they perfect nailed system. It. They nailed it know? with Saint. I don't think they were really expecting us to love it as much as we did. And they kind of went, oh shit, we've got so much other stuff to get done for the Witch Queen. Like, all right, we, yeah. can, we can shove, we can do Saints for the beginning of season 17. Season 18, I better be reading a TWAB getting ready to revamp Zavala's reward structure for yeah. Nightfalls. I, I better and be reading that. Supposed... Yeah. And that's why I'm so excited for them saying they're do finally doing that for Saladin because it is the Iron Banner. The Iron Banner grind is probably the worst in the game at the moment. Of I want to grind peace bond rolls. Yeah, I could turn in and did turn in twelve hundred to fourteen hundred Iron Banner tokens and get three peace bonds. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree because I, I went through the same thing. <laughs> uh, that's exactly how I was feeling. Um, I turned in something like 800 tokens to get my peace bond with headstone. Yeah. And I was ecstatic when I got it. So, and I haven't taken it off since, but it's, it's frustrating. Like swarm and shadow price. Sure. Those have been around for a year now. If you haven't gotten those, those came in in season of the chosen. You've had a full year. I don't feel sympathy for you on those. Um, Uzum and Hung Jury, and I, I mean, I shouldn't be as upset about these as I am, but they really are two pretty close to best-in-class weapons for their respective, for uh, Scout and Sniper. Yeah. Like, especially if you can get Hung Jury with box breathing or explosive payload on it, um, that's going to be a top-tier champion weapon going forward. Kinetic um, Scout with Firefly? You know, I mean, I know Vision of yeah. Confluence has it, but that's a solar weapon. No, no, know, I mean, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, there, there are just so many things. And with them saying that they want the mods to play more to the weapon types and the abilities that they're highlighting in the season, like, I, I'm just thinking, like, oh, my God, like, what if you do all these scout mods and then, oh, you didn't get Hung Jury as one of, like, three good uh, scout rifle, not even, not even like just kinetic scouts, just like scouts in general in the game, right? It's like one of the three best, probably. 
that night yeah. master servant leader. Um, and if you're and if you're going top level, what are the the adept scouts you can get? You can get a time lost vision, which it. even with you and me, you and me don't even want to do uh, master vog to get that. <laughs> uh, you can get a master scholar, I think, or, nope. or a, nope. an adept scholar. Nope. No, no, no. Nope. Yeah. So yeah, you it's could. really just Hungary. You could. You had to get it like a year ago. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so it's I really just it Hungary then, yeah. right? For, it's Hungary for and it's scouts. going away. It's one of the only 180s that's good. Um, if not the only 180 that's good in the game that's connected. Yep. It, it, it's just, it's very frustrating all around. Like, and, and then, I mean, Firefly is a pretty unique perk to that gun, and it's going away. Um, it is on, of course, it, it is on a few others, but as far as a kinetic goes, it, I think you're right. It is the only, definitely the only kinetic scout that has it. Yeah, it's that and Fatebringer. Firefly yeah. is otherwise exclusive to to Vogue weapons. Yeah, so that's really frustrating, especially because that when that weapon was announced as coming back, that was a change that was celebrated. That was yeah. I've never seen. I've never seen the celebration of a weapon announced as coming back in a Schwab as much as I did for that. Like for Summoner a scout, a, for a fucking <laughs> scout, which aren't even good in the meta right now. But it is such a top tier. That particular scout is such a top tier champion weapon. Um, yep. So I urge everybody: the week of February fifteenth is going to be Lake of Shadows with Hung Jury. If you are able to do it, if you if you can get your big boy pants on, you can get a fire team through LFG or through your friends. I urge you all because I would almost guarantee you it's going to be double loot that week. Um, yeah, I would say. Go in and farm the absolute shit out of at least a regular hung jury. I'll be hanging out getting people rolls that week. Uh, it, it it just it's got me heated. And then yeah. Dan, Dil, Dylan's explanations here. Uh, I want to read. I want to read these before we go any farther because I do feel like I'm starting to walk all over what his eventual explanation is. Can can I can I say one little go, piece? Go one little get, get one little uh, extra. Why the hell aren't they just being added to random normal strike drops? So okay, I have that same question. Okay, I, I have I have I have that question, and I I think he kind of attempts to answer that here. In an effort to address player feedback and reduce nightfalls to a three-week rotation, four weapons will be removed. On occasion, Zer will offer these weapons for purchase with a random roll. We will have further reminders in upcoming swaps. So I don't mind that you're moving these. I do think that when Zer sells legendaries, they should either be god rolls of legendaries of world loot. Or they should be guns like this that were never truly sunset, but you cannot earn anymore. And that very much is that I think that builds hype for Zer. Because for like you and me, there's no point to us running to Zer every weekend. But them giving him old armor for transmog purposes and giving him some of these legendary weapons, I do think that there is an effective way to do that. If I showed up and oh, you could do that one like you just had a slot in his six weapon inventory. One slot was a nightfall weapon that is not earnable that season. Just a different nightfall weapon each week. I'd be okay with it. I'm not saying you got let me buy random rolls. I'm just saying have a nightfall slot dedicated just to that. Why can we not move these four weapons to Zavala and let us just purchase them, purchase random rolls for like 200 shards apiece? Let me burn through my shards if I want to. Um, I, I, I don't know. And then he, he goes on to continue. What uh, before you hit me with what else is leaving? Umbral focusing for hunt, chosen, splicer, and lost. Of course, we knew that was happening. 
Uh, as for the world loot pool, weapons in the legendary Ingram pool will also cycle out. If you're hunting a given weapon, turn in those gunsmith materials and redeem all vendor reputation rewards on Shax, Drifter, and Zavala. Uh, and then they uh, he goes on to explain to Fallout Plays, who replies to him and says, ah, I guess I better get cracking in my Uzum farm. Safe to assume equal number of new loot drops coming in to replace what's getting swapped out? And he says, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Example, the base legendary Ingram has a ton of weapons in there. Not every single one will be replaced. Team is looking at distribution methods for the future, but this is a short-term change to help reduce bloat and streamline loot acquisition. I'm not I'm not upset with this. I'm not I'm not upset with the world loot pool. I understand why that's what it is. But I do think that this was an opportunity to put these in, like you said, as strike weapons and maybe revamp all of the vendors then at that. And I think that's what they're waiting for is to get to having eight strike weapons, eight gambit and eight crucible to streamline all of the vendors in the same way to be able to, Hey, you earned an Engram from Shax for leveling up with him. Go ahead and you can just, you can just redeem that for whatever you want there for the Ingrams you're supposed to pick up from him to actually get me to pick them up instead of having like 150 of them at the end of the season. Yeah, and who knows how much of this is oversight of them planning these next three years of Destiny out with sunsetting in mind, you know? The- and and that, that's that's kind of what I'm also approaching it with, even though they, you know, okay, sunsetting is gone, this and that. I think that when you take a weapon away and then you bring it back, like, two years later or something. So, like, say you introduce a weapon and you have introduced a weapon in 2020 and you're going to take it away now in 2022. You've had two years with that gun, with that perk, that specific perk pool. Nothing has changed. If it comes back next year, I'm not going to be mad, but it better have a completely different perk pool this time. Yeah. It better yeah. be totally changed. Like, I don't mind if you do that. And I, I disagree with people who say this is what creates FOMO. I don't I don't agree with that. I think as long as you're bringing back with new roles and new ways to play, I think that's okay. Like, oh, you gave a big buff to uh scout rifles let's let's bring it let's bring back patron of saints for this oh, season don't don't tease me with that josh my all-time don't favorite scout, that, my josh. all-time favorite scout rifle in this game <laughs> i'm using it as an example because i do think eventually you're gonna see the weapons that were sunset the black armory weapons the menagerie weapons uh i don't think you'll ever see the raid weapons come back i think they want to save those in case the raids come back but things like yeah. from the menagerie from the black armory we already have most of the joker's wild guns in the game um, give me a new round of drifter weapons in the world loot pool. I think we're all tired of getting gnawing hunger at this point and lonesome. <laughs> good it, as it is. Good as it is. As good uh, as it is, yeah, there, yeah. there are other, there are now multiple other weapons in that slot for energy autos that are just as good, if not better, that are definitely fresher. Sorrows versus anybody. Um, <laughs> I think that you, and I, I, I don't envy whose decision it is to do this but i mean looking through there and i was like well if you revamp the world loot pool it's probably safe to assume a lot of the stuff from these past four seasons are probably going to the world loot pool the icolos weapons i would put money on that they're gone they are gone for the foreseeable them and the seventh seraph guns are probably gone for the foreseeable future yeah warmind cells were never built to stay in the game you have it's not even that like i icolos smg is still arguably the best smg in the game that is not shayura's is arguably the best one in the whole game. Oh, I yeah. still use Icolos SMG. For PvE, absolutely. Yeah. For PvE content, I absolutely <laughs> do. I use Extraordinary Rendition a lot. Um, yeah. I like SMGs, but at the same time, I've got I got 
and this is part of the elitist mentality, I think, is, okay, I got mine to drop in summer 2020. I'm fine with this going away after 20 months. If you didn't get one in two years, I'm sorry, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. If I can borrow a line yeah. from Bruce Almighty. The, you you got to say enough at some point. Ikelo sniper rifles, Ikelo's hand cannons, 7th Seraph officer revolvers, uh, that awful SMG, uh, the 7th Seraph carbine, <laughs> the saw. It's like, that stuff needs to go away, not just because of war mine cells. Like, those were decent weapons, but the loophole has changed over time. 7th Seraph saw used to be a great gun. Machine guns suck now. Auto rifles, you've got so many better kinetic options than the carbine. It's great for barrier champs and not much else, frankly. Uh, why why would I want to use that when I've got Chroma Rush or Scathelock? Yeah, for my kinetic. Or even uh, what's the uh, what's the prophecy AR? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm forgetting it too. Um, but yeah, the the prophecy one. I mean, you've got you got three great options, and two of them are very easy to obtain right now. Yep. The so, last breath. There last breath. Okay. Yeah. At a yeah. certain point, you have to say enough is enough. And I think if you have the opportunity to earn them for seasons and then those become the new world loophole, I think with a couple of uh, old weapons brought back, such as Cartesian coordinate and whatnot, that mm. was that was like a red war weapon and it was brought back and chosen. I think that that's okay. And then at the end of that year, you say, okay, these are going to go away. Some of these are going to go away forever. Like just straight up. I don't I don't know in what world we need to continue having Sojourner's Tail drop. But whatever <laughs> that world is, I don't want to be in it. Like, I don't know in what reality I need Far Future to keep dropping either. Like, the, these are guns that, okay, we didn't like them during the season. We definitely don't like them now. Um, unless you change them. And so with Sojourner's, it's like, well, that's a slug. Like, Bungie has been pretty explicitly clear. They don't want slugs to ever have that power again. For melting like yeah you have to make choices somewhere and so i guess this is probably a conversation for another time as we get closer and find out okay what's leave they did a really good list of what was going to be the new world loophole in beyond light a couple weeks before it came out and i just really wish again what were we doing for all of january in these where we couldn't get a list of this is what's currently in the world loophole this is what the new world loophole will be or not, yeah. not even tell me what's currently in there. This is what the new world loophole will be um, going forward. These are the weapons that will be taken out. And the only way you'll be able to get them is if Xur or the gunsmith happens to sell them. Which I think is fine. Yeah. I think I think that gives I think that gives Xur and Banshee a renewed focus in a lot of ways. I wouldn't be shocked to see Ada be given a certain as you continue building up this arsenal of legendary weapons, you're gonna have to give some to Ada at some point also. It just gives you reason to go see these vendors every week, even if they're just fixed rolls when they drop. It's you still have the chance. There could be god rolls. We all rushed to Zer to buy Royal Entry a couple weeks ago because it yeah. was the exact god roll. It may only be meta for a season or two, but right now, it's if you have a Gallerhorn and everybody else has that, you're going to do tons of damage. Um, and it's 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 not just good for for veteran players who may not have the right roll. It's great for returning players when you're taking someone like Ray and trying to get him back in. He's like, oh, wait, you don't have a good rocket launcher. Well, hey, Banshee this week, he's selling Royal Entry with Clown Cartridge. Let's go pick that up for you. Sure, you don't have an adept hothead or whatever, you know, but yeah. this is this is going to be fine to take and do a raid or a nightfall or, you know. I I, ab I absolutely agree because that's what, I, that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been running through trying to get him whatever I can before it disappears. Um, 
And now I'm kind of nervous because I don't know what's going to be in the pool and what's not. Look, we're just operating yeah. under the assumption now that, okay, if it's in the seasonal rewards, it may just disappear, like, completely. And there's some, like, Code Duello, it, for me, that's one of the few locks that I think is going to the world loot pool. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of legendary yeah. rocket launchers that are good. So I'm like, I'm not panicking over that because that is so tedious to go get right now. You have to get hammer charges. You have to uh, upgrade for it and everything else. Like, it's just not worth it for one weapon to go and grind all that shit out that we had three months to do. And even some yeah. of us were getting our rolls into Splicer. I didn't get my Code Duello until I was into Splicer. My God roll. Um, Jeez. But because, oh, well, back then, that's when all I was getting out of that specific Ingram was fucking threaded needle. I probably deleted about 50 <laughs> of those things. Like everybody else thinking, God, it's a linear. These things are trash. Yeah. I definitely deleted the God rolls. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my God, that's all we need. Um, Where's your anyway. clown cartridge? Purple and threaded needle, Josh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sabathun's guardians are going to pull it out on me. Uh, so, John, let's go ahead and move on. Though we we're, we're taking we're taking quite a bit of time. I want to move on. We got we got two other topics and a question we got to get to tonight at minimum. Um, you you requested to talk about this next one, which is. Kind of comparing the exotics from Beyond Light with what we got in Shadowkeep. Because I think when we look at the ones we got in Shadowkeep, underwhelming is probably the nicest word you can use. Yeah. And it, it, it until we got to arrivals, uh, you know, I, I want to say Weather Horde and Ruinous Effigy were kind of Traveler what my interest and gave me hope for what's coming in Beyond Light. Uh, Traveler you know? Chosen was also one of those in that season. Yeah. They went three still... for three. They really went three yeah. for three. Other than that, yeah. I mean, I think it was, uh, I think Xenophage and um, Divinity. Bastion. Xenophage, Divinity, Bastion. Um, I think those were all, I mean, Devil's Ru It's The more we talk about this, I'm liking the Shadowkeep exotics more and more, John. <laughs> we all remember how much none of us really cared for Symmetry. And then I think about everything else, and I'm like, damn. I Oh, Ariana's Vow, which... Very specific types of players like Ariana's Val. Until they buffed up Arbalest, uh, I would Ariana's Val had a very niche but very strong yeah. role in the game. Now you literally can't make an argument why you wouldn't just run Arbalest instead. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. I don't. Mm, oh God, I'm so annoyed. Um, the more I, the more I think about this, the more agitated I'm getting. Um, I'm trying to find a, a list of things from, and of course I can't find a curated list from, uh, yeah, naturally from Shadowkeep as I'm doing a, uh, quick search. Um, but this year, I think that each of the, each of the weapons you get, except for Salvation's Grip really has a point. Um, and has yeah. something that's like actually useful. Uh, I would say the only other one I might put down there as like uh, doesn't really have a specific use is probably duality. Uh, I duality had a place and then they nerfed it into the ground. Duality, I'm gonna throw in there with Hawkmoon as as a a really great PvP option. Uh, duality is, is insane if you don't want to run chaperone for those. Those high high ceiling crucible players who only main hand cannon and shotgun 
24-7. Duality immediately found a home there. And it took a while. It took until the pellet shotguns got nerfed in Crucible and everyone suddenly realized at the same time that slug shotguns were good. I've used slug shotguns for years. But when people realize slugs were good, duality is that energy slot option that lets you play with your favorite kinetic weapons and still gets roughly close to chaperone levels of of nuttiness chaperone still wins on being a sniper uh (laughs) but duality is a very consistent and versatile pvp weapon uh for sure for sure um god i just lost my train of thought though hang on a second um fuck now i'm really annoyed <laughs> well i mean let's go through, go down the rest of the list of, of of all the all of the exotics we've gotten this year cloud strike you've seen what i what i can do with cloud strike in a trials match you know uh cloud cl- yeah cl- cloud strike the infamous weapon that i did 50 empire <laughs> hunts for and now it's triggering <laughs> me that i have to go in and uh do more i'm really annoyed um <laughs> I would say that Cloud Strike definitely, like, when it comes to PvP, is absolutely absurd. Um, there is just nothing good about that if you are on the wrong receiving end of that. <laughs> um, you're you're going to have a real bad day, I think. Uh, so good luck. Um, I think Tiku's has a place in PvE pvp it's absolute dog shit um and rightfully so it would be such bullshit it's it's so bad i i shoot an arrow (laughs) uh with the tracking and it doesn't even take out like it takes out maybe a quarter of their shield uh yeah it's real bad i'm trying to grind out that catalyst that's the worst experience ever yeah Um, i think that's one of the few ones they've they've landed of making it letting it fulfill a fantasy but not making it break crucible they kind of nailed it with that because if it were any better it would be stupid it would be stupid uh, one, one thing i do like that they really moved away from this year um and last year to a large degree is they moved away from every other exotic being a fucking hand cannon because in Forsaken, you got Ace of Spades, Lumina, Thorn, the last word, and then you got mm. Ariana's Vow as the first one in Shadowkeep. In a year, mm. you got five exotic hand cannons. Mm. I understand and hear you, Joss. I was not mad. But I get it. I get it. For, for those of us who do not enjoy hand cannons, and there are a lot of us, by the way, um, and I think a lot of people who don't play a lot of high-end PvP, like we were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I literally out loud said, like, <laughs> I don't see the point in getting half of my exotics in Forsaken because I'm never gonna touch these. Whereas at least the ones in Shadowkeep and Beyond Light, I feel like I've used at least enough to get familiar with them. Um, so the list that we got for Shadowkeep, uh, I want I want to compare this. I finally was able to get a curated blister in Light GG. Ooh. Okay. Um Monte Carlo, Bastion, Wither Horde, Traveler's Chosen. Tommy's Matchbook, Ariana's Vow, Symmetry, The Fourth Horseman, Devil's Ruin, Divinity, Ruinous Effigy, Leviathan's Breath, Heir Apparent, Xenophage, and Deathbringer. We got about. Not gonna lie to you, Josh. I love most of the weapons on this list. I that so that's what I'm saying because we were talking earlier. We're like, man, this year feels like it was way better than last year. And then I look at last year and I'm like. 
Nah, I think Shadowkeep was still pretty fucking good. Like, again, <laughs> each of these weapons has a place. Uh, yeah. Divinity is arguably the most valuable exotic in the game. Um, for high-end content, I would say. It, it is still one of the most aggravating exotics to get. It's something that when you get it, you truly feel like you earned it. Yeah. Um, doing all those extra puzzles in, uh, I mean, finding a group to even run garden that knows what they're doing is like a diamond in the rough right now. Um, Wither Horde has been top tier since the season it was introduced. Uh, just echoes of Mountaintop there, which terrified me. Um, Devil's Ruin, still, still a great option for Nightfalls, I would say. For Grandmasters, yeah. not so much, but a great option for those Master and uh hero nightfalls and uh, and such yeah you ever need a unstoppable weapon it's right there for you and if you wanted to take the time to learn it it's ins and outs i don't know if you've ever gone against someone in crucible who's really good with with devil's ruin no it's absurd it's a, it's a kinetic fusion uh, I, have used, I have used it in the crucible um, <laughs> i've waited in the trials with it before um i use it especially in like lower end they're just not expecting it um, yeah. Fourth Horseman was really great there for quite a while. Um, Hasn't seen any use, but I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Sy Symmetry has just... Unless you really know how to use that gun, that's one of those like high-skill, high-reward weapons. Mm -hmm. um, Tommy's Matchbook, LOL. Um, Traveler's Chosen. If you Traveler's Chosen is the ultimate buildcraft weapon, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially I, with the changes looking, to ability regen. Yeah, I'm really it's, looking forward to working with that uh, in this next uh, this next season with Void 3.0. Um, yeah, and the catalyst they gave it, giving it full auto, giving it osmosis. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like a lot, but mm, it just really pushes it. It really pushes it. It feels uh, so good. Yeah. Bastion definitely has seen reduced usage, I think, but I do like they made it intrinsically uh, anti-unstoppable. Mm -hmm. uh, still a big fan of that. And then I think you look at those, and then you look at what we got this year. And I'm going to pull up this year's list real fast for us. Um, because, I mean, God, Xenophage, like, look how good Xenophage was for so long. For so long, Xenophage was a top-tier weapon. Now I'm having to tell people, God, please stop using Xenophage. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? This year... You got Hawkmoon, No Time to Explain, Dead Man's Tale, Cryesthesia, mm. Forerunner, Aegir Scepter, Tiku's Divination, Vex Mythoclast, Lawrence Driver, Duality, Cloud Strike, Salvation Scrip, uh, Eyes of Tomorrow, Gallarhorn, Lament, Duality. I already read Duality. Never mind. I'm I hit some catalysts. You fulfilled there. the prophecy there. I hit some catalysts <laughs> at the end, but you got roughly fifteen exotics this season or this year. Specifically, I want to single out Aegir Scepter. Aegir Scepter has presented something that makes me so excited with how they're reworking our um, our light abilities and how they want those to interact with perks on weapons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a long time, there were a few unique interactions between exotics and and certain weapon classes like uh, oh god what was the warmind scout rifle anna's scout rifle um polaris lance polaris lance 
Polaris Lance's solar explosions used to trigger something on Solar Warlock because it counted as like an ability. And it was like a really unique, like, oh, hey, it, it works with my subclass if I go way the fuck far out of my way to do it and use a scout that no one wants to use. Um, the way that Aegir's Scepter and to a lesser extent Headstone works with your stasis subclasses and triggers all of those aspects and fragments and synergizes with the entire kit makes me so excited to see what we're going to get this year with Void Arc and Solar 3.0 and what um, what weapon mods they could add that really flow into your whole subclass, make it a full kit, you know? Aegir Scepter is so unique and so powerful. Like I said, my boy Phil has been bringing those into almost every GM on, yeah. on Stasis Warlock with a trace rifle. And it works, and it's strong. It's insane to me. It's whoever designed this thing should should get a raise. That's all I'm saying. That now I'm done gushing about Agar Scepter. <laughs> I, uh, I I I largely agree. Um, I have not had as much experience with Agar Scepter because there's usually already somebody in the fire team running it. That's how good it is, mm-hmm. and it would just be kind of. Also, I have like I definitely have of the three stasis supers the one that you want in high end content. Um, yeah. It doesn't really like yeah the warlock one is good for ad clear but when there's a whole bunch of shields and match game it's not as good you want those yeah. stasis turrets is what you mainly want so oh you want to clock into overdrive and drain your super cool you want that stasis tornado though doing yeah. continuous damage giving the debuffs like you you want that stuff um, I think I I, I don't want to go through this whole list there's simply too many here we could do an entire episode just on these exotics um, if I was gonna single out uh, one that is, I've talked extensively about Vex Mythoclast on this show. Um, I think something that really showed like what an exotic weapon should be is for me is Lament. Um, yeah. And we were coming right off of Spin to Win. We were coming off of Falling Guillotine. Swords were finally not a joke in Destiny 2 because they, they'd been a complete joke. Like Black Talon had a very niche use and you had to be very good with it for it to be good um, as a caster frame. But largely, swords were forgotten with Destiny 1. Uh, by by and large, they just simply were forgotten. Uh, Falling Guillotine, however, came in as the legendary herd around the world and the automatic boss DPS for absolutely everything. So much so to the point that when we got to Deepstone, we weren't really sure what to do because we were yeah. so used to using it for a whole like six months before that. Uh, Lament though lets you do something, and you could you could block without losing your ammo for once. But then the various kinds of attacks you could do, you could still do your uppercut, but if you like real, if you did uh block, swipe, swipe, uh, and then hold, you would do a huge... It had a combo. You, it, had a, it had a fucking combo, but not only that, you could hold, and you could still do what I do, which is the anime move, you know, like you're fucking yeah. loud, and block, <laughs> block and then jam right trigger as hard as you can. And you're going to do like 70, 80 K right there. Um, and on top of that, it's an anti-barrier weapon. It, this is what an exotic should be. It is not adaptable for every single situation, but God, you're going to be really happy. You have it for those instances where you need it. That is what it should be. Divinity is not something you use for every single encounter, but man, no. you're really happy when you have it. You're really happy when you have uh Vex class. It's not usable for everything, but God huh. damn, it's still good. And it heals you as well, because why not? <laughs> uh, 
the other one I would single out, especially when we talk about exotic primaries, exotic primaries tend to be fair, either high skill or underwhelming. Those are pretty much your yeah. two options. Dead Man's Tale stands out mm. um, as something that is not high skill. It is one of the only two random roll exotics in the entire game. It is de- For me, it is the better of the two, largely because of my play style. But holy shit, you talk about something that is great in PvE and PvP. Uh, yeah. I did not Beautiful, expect it's a simple, 120 and it works. to be amazing. And here <laughs> we are. Um, especially, you know, when you have the hunter dodge reload, it's just like, oh, you pumped out 14 shots and you had subsistence on top of that. Oh, well, let's just give you like another 20 shots. Um, yeah. It with Vorpal for anti-barrier is going to be an absolute monster this coming season. I'm very excited for that. Uh, it's one of those weapons I've had to talk people down from using in every single activity. Like, hey, please use your exotic slot on something that's like DPS beneficial. Um, and that's <laughs> the unfortunate part about some of these, right? But with the yeah. buff to Warpal now, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if somebody wanted to go run that. Now, not everybody can run dead mans in a raid <laughs> or a dungeon, but if somebody wants to run it, wants to run that, and somebody else wants to run Agers, fine, I'll, I'll hold it down with Sleeper Stimulant, I guess. Or with divinity or whatever, like. And don't forget with the the ammo economy, using um, primary exotics nets you more heavy and energy drops too. So, then making more exotic primaries that are worth actually running in high end content. Uh, uh, is that is true. Nice. That is that is true. Uh, I'll I'll definitely say that. Um, I think that the kind of the last note I want to add on exotics from this year. Um, just when you look at how good it is, we talk about high, about high skill ceilings. And I think that a lot of these weapons are, especially with some of the reworks, such as like we with Priestesia, and we talk about, you know, weapons that really work <clears throat> with their intended element. I'm excited to see how Lawrence Driver, uh, improves upon its already ridiculously good nature next season yeah. with the, with Void 3.0. I'm excited to see that. In no time to explain, uh, is absolutely deadly if you're good with a pulse um oh yeah with the, the stasis buddy and if you compare that with arc buddy uh that's you know it's it's great a good time it's a good time Josh. it's a good time <laughs> I, I think the rest are largely situational um gallerhorn is yeah. great fun but is it the top option no if you've got a whole group of like god rolled cod, cod, cod yeah if code duellos <laughs> Uh, or the God Roll Royal Entry, it'll be pretty close to max DPS, but otherwise... Yeah, if your entire fire team commits 100% to rocket launchers, Galahorn is your 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 catalyst. We don't know how the sandbox is going to shake up in Witch Queen, but I would yeah. say right now, I still think... And I kind of kind of use this as a segue if uh, you don't have too many more exotic thoughts, John. Um, no, uh, just I just wanted to throw out to Tikus and, and Agers uh, yeah. in particular, just totally unique weapons that are unlike something like Tommy's Matchbook, useful in a lot of different situations. And uh, I just uh, wanted to shout out to it. I uh, I want to discuss rating. Okay, day, day one rating. We're not we're going to spend a whole bunch of time on this. <clears throat> because at this point, if you're going to day one rate, you probably know what you want to take in there already, or you at least have an arsenal. But uh, it's something that I emphasize to our guys when John and I go in to do something on day one, whether it's a dungeon, a raid, um, you want to look cool for a cutscene, whatever. Uh, you're attempting an exotic mission like Versage for the first time. You want to take your best shit in. And, but you want to have options to be able to switch it up, especially during um, 
weekend week one or two of a raid when we're all still learning new strategies um there's some givens you want to take in uh and i think what we take in now is vastly different from what we were taking into deep stone or even into uh vault by and large just with how splicer and vault expanded the loot pools how deep stone expanded the loot pool um we don't talk about seasons of the lost um <laughs> I, I, God, I just hate like all those weapons outside of Wolftone Draw. Um, but let, let's talk. Let's talk important weapons to have because there's going to be champions of some kind in here. We don't know what kind will be in the base raid, um, but they seem to lean more towards. Oh, I think we've had overload champions in all three raids with champions so far. I think we had yeah. overloads yeah. in all three, and we had anti barrier. I think in Garden as well. Did, anti-barriers are unstoppable. I think there's anti-barriers. It might be unstoppable. If it's unstoppable and overload... No, I'm pretty sure it's just the, the overload minotaurs that show up in okay. two places. Well, then there's, there's three raids, and all of them have overload champs. <laughs> yeah. So overload yeah, is you're not a wrong. safe bet. <laughs> um, I, I have since closed out of Bungie.net, so I don't have the uh, mods off the top of my head for the... Uh, the it's mods. it's uh, scout and bow for anti barrier, um, auto and SMG for overload and glaive for unstoppable. But that is not the full list. There will be a few more um, in there. At least okay. probably one more unstoppable mod. So we yeah. don't know how we don't know how the glaive is going to work out quite yet. Okay, we have no idea how that's going to work out. Um, but let, have, let's go we're, ahead. And... We're hoping it's hot. But. Well, let's start with anti-barriers, okay? Because this isn't... I don't think it's just raid. This is like, you know, Nightfall and GM prep as well, you know? Yeah. When we talk scout rifles and bows that are currently available for, for barrier, um, everybody rejoice who hated overload bow and overload sword this season. Your <laughs> prayers have been answered because now anti-barrier, uh, barrier, overload, and uh, unstoppables all seem to have some decent ones. Uh, we don't know what the other unstoppable one is, and I have a strong sneaking suspicion that it's rockets, uh, keeping Ooh. in line with what our um, what our aspirational weapons have been the season after we yeah. had a mod for them, and so because it just says including the option to make your glaive unstoppable. Um, so when you're talking anti barriers, anti barrier scout and bow, I think that the some of the essential weapons that you want to have you want to have a night watch of course everybody should have a night watch period preferably with yeah. explosive payload especially on those anti-barriers because that does a little bit of extra damage for you and kind of keeps other uh enemies from doing a get down mr president in front of them um you also have unlimited ammo now which is great uh and night watch those are kind of my two my two top tier legendary picks i would suggest a also keeping a dead man's <clears throat> with Vorpal or uh, Subsistence in your back pocket, just in case. Yeah. Um, you know, Servant Leader is also a oh, great option. God, I, I always forget yeah. Servant Leader exists. I like it, and I forget about it. Yeah, I've got a surplus Rampage in the vault ready for a scout season. You know, just... Oh, do I have news for you, Johnny boy? Uh <laughs> Bows, uh, we've already talked quite a bit about tic about Tikus tonight. Uh, that's going to be an amazing PvE choice for anti-barrier. Um, I would also say that I think uh, both Wolf Tone Draw and uh, Imperial Needle 
are going to be yeah. ones. Uh, I would lean more towards Wolftone, frankly. I think Wolftone Draw is a fantastic bow, and I don't like bows at all. Um, do not get cheeky and run Leviathan's Breath, because it won't work. Um, that is intrinsic. <laughs> and it has good. Archer's Tempo now, Josh. Yes, but it has a built-in chant mod, so you won't get the benefits of your uh, mod. Uh, I, uh, Whispering that's... Slab in the Kinetic Slot also is pretty good. It's real fast, um, and it does if drop you, a vocal. I would say if you want a Whispering Slab, you need to go get one now, because I have a strong feeling yep. that's being rotated out. Mm -hmm. um, auto Rifles and SMGs. I mean, Auto Rifles, uh, Chroma Rush, Scathelock, uh, so... Sorrow's Verse, uh, those are all great options. You want to get really cheeky about it. Uh, I personally wouldn't do it this season. I do it with Anti-Barrier. I won't do it when it's for overloads. Um, uh, God, what is it? Uh, I just finished bitching about it. Uh, Shadow Price. Shadow, oh, yeah. Shadow Price. Good old Shadow Price, I don't baby. think that that's a good one here. Um, Summoner will actually be a really good choice uh, when they bring it back. Yeah. But that won't be until at bare minimum week three. And even then you had to have previously unlocked it. Probably. I do not think that will be the first weapon they give away. I think that that, yeah, it'll probably be whatever the new one. one is to get people on the playlist. Trials Glaive. Uh, hope yep. Glaives don't suck. SMGs. <laughs> um, I mean, for, for me, there's really only three options here. Uh, two of which are so somewhat easy to get uh, extraordinary rendition and uh, Ikelos SMG, and then uh, Shayuros is the top tier, though. That is a great PvE and PvP one. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, and there's, uh, what's the term? I don't want to say layman's, but there's there's some other, like, world drop SMGs that aren't aren't terrible. Um, what is the one from Prophecy? Uh, the current one or the old one? Because it was Death Adder is what it used to be. <clears throat> Death Adder. Honestly, Death Adder with the right roll is a pretty solid workhorse SMG. You can find better stuff other other places, but it honestly, like, Feeding Frenzy Dragonfly is going to be great for ad so, clear. I, I need to ask you, so I've never actually like really paid attention to it because I usually use an SMG that doesn't consume as much ammo. Death mm. Adder is one of the beneficiaries of the unlimited ammo now, right? Oh, 100. 100. Okay, so that is actually a great choice. <laughs> I left that off my list because I like Death Adder a lot, but mm -hmm. I burned through ammo so fast it wasn't worth using. That yeah. is... It, it's, a, it's a poor man's recluse. Yeah. But it's good. It's very... It's still a very solid weapon, I would say. I don't know that I would take it over the other three, but it's definitely, like, it's probably the best solar SMG in the game. Because the others are kinetic, uh, void, and arc, so it's probably the only like really serviceable solar one in the game. Um, and I get a bunch of them dropping. Uh, personally, I see them pretty regularly. Uh, we can't yeah. talk about glaives, but let's talk about some other some other basic weapons. So, in in a raid like this, I, I'm trying to envision what kind of boss we're gonna fight, right? You always want long-range weapons. If you don't have yeah. your four aspirational weapons of this year, and as a reminder, those are Adored, Salvager Salvo, Null Composure, and Ascendancy. Get all four of those. Every one of those has a place yeah. in a raid day one raid squad. Every single and person should have those ready to pull from collections. Yeah, and honestly, Josh, having each of those ready is probably the best move because you don't know what those encounters are going to 
are gonna require you know uh, it could be something like that right, yeah i'll tell you right now going in i personally won't be bringing my adored because i'll have uh i have a god roll succession uh, yeah i'll be taking succession in but uh salvagers and null composure will absolutely be in my inventory ascendancy hasn't left my inventory since i got it it's just it's so good in like ad clear situations especially mm-hmm. um I, I think that those four are absolutely essential. Like j- the quests are not hard to do. Go, go bang those out. If you're able to absolutely get yeah. those, uh, y- you, you need those. Everybody yeah. needs the, those. And the thing that, that you have to keep in mind when you're going into the day one raid is you don't know what you're going to need to get yeah. through whatever challenge. You know, it could be something like baths and Leviathan where you need to, no matter what your only job is to kill that damn cabal. When he comes out of that hole, 10 feet in front of your face, and you need a shotgun or a fusion rifle to toast him, you know. I mean, God forbid uh, it's you something don't... like dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know, where, you might need you a sniper. You might need to... Yeah. Yeah, like in Garden of Salvation, when especially when you weren't like extremely over leveled, having people that could deal with the cyclopses was crucial because they were so far away and they would one hit right. you. you. I would say the most snipers, important the most know? important thing are your special ammo. And your heavy ammo weapons, because your your primary yep, okay. Just having options. You you can options. Br- bring your favorite ad clear weapons. Uh, we we yep. went through the anti bring your workhorse. Br- bring your workhorses. So like for me, I'll have Chroma Rush. Uh, I'll have Chroma Rush on standby. I'll have uh, extraordinary rendition on standby. Um, I will have my grid skipper pulse rifle ready to go. Yeah. Um. Because that's just God. It's so good for long distance ad clear with the right roll. And I have I have uh, frenzy and heating up on mine also, or frenzy tunnel vision. Excuse me, is the role that I've been using a lot. Um, I having having a good sniper is just you. You have to. If you have a Dord, I would say that's unless you can get yeah. an adept Uzum in the next couple of days. That's probably the best thing you're gonna get. Yeah, and not everyone on your team needs to have a sniper, but you probably need uh, that in reserves. So I, you know, I, I if... disagree. I, I disagree. I think that I, I'm I'm gonna say a spicy opinion here because we don't oh. know what's happening to linear fusions. I would say having a Vorpal sniper rifle, which is why I specifically recommend a door, is absolutely essential for every single member of your team to have if you are planning to make a day one attempt because you've got that Vorpal damage. You can slap a boss spec on it, and it's an ex- it's an extremely long range power weapon. Um, and this is this is a raid that we have an inkling is probably, and I'm saying this just kind of spitballing. Uh, the popular theory seems to be that it's going to be scorn, that it will not be hive. Yeah. There will probably be elements of the hive, but I think they're saving the hive for King's Fall later this year. Um, that is a hive and taken raid. It becomes definitely much more taken throughout. Uh, I think yeah. it'll be taken and scorned. But it could be Hive and Scorn. We don't actually know what it's going to be. And I think the enemy type can also play a role into that. Um, I know that if I'm going to be fighting Hive, I want a sniper so I can take out those wizards really quickly. Yep. And um, Shriekers. Shri- oh, and the sh- oh, God, the Shriekers. Yes. Yep. Um, likewise, if I'm fighting Scorn, I want to kill the Abominations. Yeah. I want to kill the captains as quickly as possible. So whoever your snipers are, they want to they want to try and tackle those when they can. Like in Deep Stone, there really wasn't a need for a sniper until Tanix. And even then you didn't actually need it once you figured out the double slug strategy or once uh, 
linear fusions became better. You didn't have to run a Dort anymore. You could run anything. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is us learning what's good right away. Like I still take a Dort with me into vaults quite often. I take that or succession. So I have another backup weapon for when I run out of my heavy ammo or yeah. I'm and it's pretty good with the oracles too. Right. <laughs> if I'm not on divinity duty, I'm running one of those. Now that we do so much damage, I'm usually not on it anymore. We just don't need it with things like particle deconstruction. Um, I would say that, um, mainly I would say it's about having some, just a handful of high level drops for infusion fodder, because you don't know oh. what you're going to get in and need, I mean, you know, I would, like, I you would don't... Say that we don't know if you're going to get a meta weapon in the raid. Yeah. Or in, in which, in, in which cream proper, maybe glaives are just so useful and unanimously like, okay, this, um, is the, you know, we have no idea what's going to gonna well, happen. The other thing I wanted to say is meta. all of what we're saying here may get thrown out the window in three and a half weeks with weapon crafting. We don't know how weapon crafting works yet. We don't know how much you have to pay to like do a God roll or to change your perks up on weapons. We don't know what any of that's going to cost yet. And we do know the witch yeah. queen raid, uh, the witch queen weapons and the raid weapons, as well as the seasonal weapons will all be a part of that table. When it comes out, you will be able to craft raid weapon. I, actually, I'm going to pull back on the raid one. I remember them saying raid, but I don't want to say it and get people excited. If it's not actually, if I misremember it, I will vouch for you on that, that it's the raid and the seasonal weapons are what's going to start with, uh, with, okay. Okay. With so, crafting. Yeah. I would also say that probably world loot will be a part of it at some point. Um, yeah. I think that would be an interesting way to like update. Uh, Cause I think after this, now you don't have to worry about, Oh, you take something out of the world loot pool. Well, you can craft a new one. You, you yeah. can just craft that weapon again. Um, oh God. Let's see. I think having having a falling guillotine is just common sense at this point. Um, there yeah. are, but if you're a titan, I would say you can substitute crown splitter. Um, and I can confirm, I can keep up with DPS with with the uh, with falling guillotine uh, if I'm running crown splitter. Right, crown splitter um, in crown splitter is better than falling guillotine in terms of DPS. Yeah, if you have vorpal, yep. um, oh, relentless or not relentless strikes, what? What was that? Uh, what's the 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 falling guillotine perk that they nerfed? Whirlwind blade. Whirlwind, Whirlwind blade. blade used to be the best, but needing ten light strikes to get the full damage seems a little, a little much. Yeah, I run relentless whirlpool on mine now. Um, yep, that seems to be the go-to. Uh, you still have a couple weeks. There is a specific engram in splicer that is just for swords. Highly encourage yep. you just if you somehow don't have a Vorpal Falling Guillotine and you want to raid within the first couple weeks of it being out, go get you a sword right now. You should have a Falling Guillotine already if you've played for any length of time. It is part of the world loot pool. Uh, Zur has sold it. Banshee has sold it a lot. Go get a Falling Guillotine with Vorpal. Um, yeah. Look at Deepstone Crypt. Yeah. That, that was the, the second encounter. Even with all of the fun we have with swords, it still took a while for people to realize in that in the Atrax encounter that swords were the move. You know? Yeah, so. we, we talk about I mean, so let, let's finish up let's finish up legendaries and then I want to get into a couple exotics that everyone should keep in their back pocket. Um Fusions, there's really not a whole lot of options, I would say, outside of Null Composure and Cartesian. I think those are probably your only two plays. And even then yeah. 
you probably can run, and it's no offense to those weapons, those are great weapons, but those feel like those will be encounter-specific weapons to use. Like, if you're yeah. fighting a whole room of enemies, you don't want that. You want weapons with unlimited ammo. Yeah, or even maybe, uh, you know, like I have this trusty adept plug one with uh, with Reservoir Burst. It's pretty uh, yeah. good at that, you know, that could be an option for ad clear, but I just, it's hard for me to think of for ad clear where I would want a pulse rifle over salvagers with chain reaction. Yeah. Um, and I get that, like, some people may get really frustrated. I personally am not really good with using these things. I have to get kind of, like, point blank and take the chance of dying to use it effectively. Unless there's yeah, just it's gobs a, of enemies. <laughs> kind of a lifestyle. Once you get it, it's very effective. But yeah. you do need to put in some time to to get that muscle memory down. Otherwise you're just going to be screaming and shooting grenades through bad guys feet and not killing anything. And that's number five. Uh, that was my experience trying to get my, uh, my gambit triumph done for moments of triumph. Was that exact <laughs> scenario? Um, <laughs> uh, I would say linear fusions. I don't think are going to take too big of a hit from uh, particle deconstruction being gone. Keep a, uh, no, I don't if think you so have the ability to get reads regret, get one with Vorpal or triple tap, put it in your back pocket. Or excuse me, triple tap Vorpal or triple tap firing line are what you want. Yeah. Um, and I mean, clown cartridge, Vorpal, threaded needle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, it, um, that's what I was using until Reeds were yeah. came out, and I still use it every once in a while when I need to worry about void shields. So the you only know. <laughs> the only other like heavier special I can really recommend that's a legendary uh, to keep in your back pocket is. A and they're they're just specific roles for these clown cartridge, um, clown cartridge, vorpal, uh, royal entry. No. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've del- I've gone through at so many people's vaults and deleted so many things out of my own. I'm everything is starting to blend together now. Um, oh yeah, for sure. For my personal pick that I really enjoy, especially when paired with Gallarhorn, is impulse chain reaction on Code Duello. Um, I think that's yeah. a really sweet role. Like I said, Ascendancy definitely has its place uh, with the Explosive Light perk being fixed now. Um, I think it has its place. I don't think it's as good as those two, but it's certainly not an option to scoff at if we find out that it's a Gallarhorn meta for this raid. Uh, one person on Galley, everybody else on the best legendary rocket launcher they have. Um, they, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, we talk exotics. Exotics that you want, maybe not personally, because I think exotics and raids are much more, with the exception of like doing a tracks with lament. I think these are yeah. largely individual exotics, things that you just want to make sure people have in their inventories if they own them. Uh, Divinity is, of course, I mean, I think that's an exception to the rule. You need, if mm-hmm. you plan on doing it day one, have a divinity. Have more than think, one person with it if you can, because sometimes you're going to need to change things up based on supers and play styles. Yeah. Or uh, raid rolls, you know. Uh, oh, I need to carry this thing, or oh, I got teleported over here, or, you know, uh, we yeah, have no I idea. Mean, <clears throat> yeah. We've hit that so many times in uh, week <laughs> one of a raid or a dungeon, and uh, thank God that you and me both have it. But when we've both been teleported, we're like, well, that's that's a wasted phase sometimes. We're not going to get max damage. Um I would say that's that's like the S tier weapon. That's like the only yeah. S tier exotic for me for raiding. It, it's I, like I, was, I would honestly throw a sleeper on that, but 
the thing with the day one raid race is you kind of don't have to focus on DPS. You kind of need to focus on survival and learning the mechanics before you Absolutely. get to the point where you're, Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, but I do think that DPS, like, because most bosses have an enraged thing. They have an enraged mechanic. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would say sleep, in terms of pure raw damage, uh, sleeper is sleeper and Gallarhorn. You want one Gallarhorn yeah. in your team. Everybody else, everybody needs to have sleeper. If you can have sleeper with the catalyst, and the catalyst drops super quick out of strikes. Um, yeah run it because it, even without particle key that's construction, probably the that, safest bet for yeah. for dps right now not knowing the new meta not knowing what are the toys we're gonna get um without particle deconstruction it's still top three in the game right now yeah so um i'm gonna i'm gonna say something a little i'm gonna say two weapons that one i think is a no-brainer uh but they're both they're both snipers so izanagi's burden is a no-brainer to me Ooh. I would love um, it to come back. Because with those charged shots, you just never know what those stacks and with the new ammo economy, I think it's easier than ever to be able to get those, get off four shots, pick up mm -hmm. some more, get four more shots off. Um, I still think it's a top tier weapon, even without the charged shots. I still think it's, a ve it's very good. It has a place for consideration. Um, yeah. yeah. With those charged shots, especially with those charged shots, we don't know what kind of wacky mods we're going to get. I mean, maybe we get something for snipers that's like particle deconstruction. Um, so if you have not bought Izanagi's Burden from the kiosk, go get it. Go get it. Do not walk. Do not collect go. Do not collect $200. Go get it. Whisper of the Worm is my other one. Okay. Um, I think this is the season where Whisper is making a comeback. I like the changes that they're making, uh, but we need to be able to test it in an environment. And I think that that... Yeah. Maybe not day one, but I do think that that's going to be a top tier DPS option going forward. It's going to be Whisper of the Worm with the yep. Catalyst, which is now going to be obtainable again. I have a, <clears throat> I have a kinetic exotic that I want to throw out there for everyone to just slip into their back pocket. And I'm not memeing here. If for whatever reason, and this is usually a Vex thing, but if there's a lot of arc damage in the raid, Risk Runner is actually a very useful tool mm -hmm. for adding some survivability and dealing with ads. If for whatever reason there's a lot of arc damage, I really suggest Risk Runner for a lot of people when your main goal is just to survive long enough yeah. to figure out how the mechanics work. You know. Sorry, but if it's the damn scorn, it's going to be constant fire and, and or solar and, and void grenades. I hate the scorn. I, I really do too. They're they're the absolute worst enemy we've ever gotten. I don't know why people <laughs> wanted them to come back and why we couldn't just let them fade away into nothingness. Um, <laughs> I mean, God, we're taking their home away and they're still going to be in the fucking game. Um, I think in terms of other exotics, like it's just kind of like dealer's choice. I don't think there's anything that's like vex yeah. isn't super meta right now it's not overwhelming it's still good i would say it's still very good for ad clear yeah. especially against scorn with those solar shields i think that could be a really good ad clear option um, wither horde yeah wither wither horde i would say wither horde other than izanagi's that's probably my top pick for a primary yeah. um is wither horde um i think it definitely has a place i don't know that the hand cannons or dead man's necessarily do um, no no. no, I mean, I I will bring a Fate Bringer ready to go because that that is my workhorse weapon. Yeah, that's the thing. I everybody can has an old reliable. You know? John has his yeah, Fate exactly. Bringer. I have my Messenger. 
Uh, I've gone into things before where, you know, John has literally said to me, he's like, you sure you're going to run Messenger? Yep. Because yep. <clears throat> you know your playstyle better than anybody. If you're going yep. into a day one raid, my hope is that you know the people you're playing with well enough and that you trust them. But just, I think the biggest thing about a day one raid that we don't do is we're not prepared. Um, yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit... Uh, the last couple raids beg to differ, but I don't think that we need to have slug shotties ready to go. Um, they've yeah. nerfed those so far into the ground that that with Divinity is surely not going to be the meta for any encounter in this one. But snipers, there's nothing wrong with having a sniper, even for just the final boss. You run out of your heavy, Vorpal Sniper, baby. You That with a boss spec, you can still deal out like 40, 50k per headshot. Um, I, I think that those are probably the options you want to look at. Anything other than that, it's kind of niche. Um, but bring bring your most reliable primary weapons. Your most reliable ad clears are what you want. I'm going to walk in there day one and have Ikelos SMG and Messenger probably equipped when I load straight into that first encounter. Just because those are yep. my old reliable ad clears. I'm probably going to, well, I won't have a summoner because trials won't be back until the weekend after. Um, <laughs> I'll have a Shayuras ready to go if I need, because I know that they do a lot of void shields. If it's them or taken, they're going to have a lot of void shields. Uh, I may even have a death adder. And like all this doesn't have to be in your inventory. Of course, now with Dim, with the Destiny Companion app, things like that, you can yep. transfer weapons so quickly. And that's why the sec the the week before the raid launches, save up your weapon um, and a couple of armor because you never know when you might need to switch up what exotic you're running. Um, save some good prime drops for the raid. So if you need to, oh shit, this is actually the move here. Switch everything up. You have something to infuse into what you're bringing in. Uh, yeah. So I. John, unless you have anything else to add, nope. I think that's going to do it for a raid. Uh, and I guess one last aside. I just need I just need to step out for one second. I'll no, you're, right you're good. I'm, I'm going to keep While talking. While you wrap this up. Yeah, I'm going to yep. keep talking. Um, I would say mods are going to be kind of the last thing I want to touch on real fast. Um, you know your loadouts and your setups better than anybody. There is a legitimate reason to use elemental well mods. I have a feeling they're going to play into our 3.0 subclasses. A lot more than we realize right now. Um, I've I've been using them with my Peace Bound and with my Stasis class personally. Uh, John got me yeah. turned on them a couple weeks ago. Um, I would say Charge with Light is probably getting indirectly nerfed by Orb Generation, <clears throat> uh, which is unfortunate, but it's kind of the ultimate it is what it is scenario right now. Um, we just don't know how that's going to be affected until we actually get in and play around in the Witch Queen sandbox. Yeah, um, but if you have someone with stasis on your group, you know, uh, that handy mod where uh, stasis shards count as elemental wells, and elemental wells yeah. can make you times two charge with light. It's a really easy way to, you know, keep I, that I would in. Say, I would say that's probably a way around it, um, and I think that Radiant Light and Powerful Friends are just great for anybody to have. A free plus yep. 20, cool. Uh, if, you, if you're going to wear those, you might as well slap on a high energy fire. So I'll probably still be running a charge with light build personally. Uh, yeah, no matter what, wells. you're going to pick up some orbs when we pop the well and it's time for damage. You know, that's always right. going to be there for you. Um, I would say, 
hilariously maybe the most critical thing because i mean when it comes to your exotics you're it's kind of dealer's choice outside of uh helm of saint 14 uh celestial nighthawk and uh your toe boots your uh factions your luna factions i don't know like what else is going to be considered like absolutely essential to keeping your group alive because your exotics are much more about either raw dps or keeping your group alive at that point yeah Uh, we don't know what new exotics are going to drop yet let's say if you're a hunter maybe keep omnioculus in your back pocket um for to try and go get those revives and whatnot um i would say also i mean if you're a titan curious of the falling star you should absolutely have that on you're only going to need one bubble so if you've got multiple titans have those on a yeet can always save a life yeah um another one for survivability for my titans i want to throw out heart of inmost light um it, it helps you chain together your abilities uh more and more and uh, especially with the that Void 3.0 um, ability that we're going to get where our barricades give people overshields. That might be handy to spam in contest mode raids. I would also <laughs> say uh, Orpheus rigs for hunters with the yep. changes to Void 3.0 coming. We don't know what it's going to look like yet, but I expect that to be an S-tier exotic again for hunters. Um, my biggest tip regarding armor, though, uh, honestly, is go grind out Master Grasp of Avarice. Get a boss oh, checkpoint. yeah. And just grind the shit out of it. We, I was, I was saying before uh, our audio got messed up that you and I sat there and grinded it for a couple hours and made sure to get a full set. We got some extra pieces and all of that. Almost all the pieces we had were high stat. They were, and I consider high stat for me isn't sixty or above. It's like sixty three and above. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not wearing anything that's a base of lower than a base sixty three. Um, I would say getting at least four avarice class items is critical yeah because that's where a lot of your combat style mods go is in your class item um i think that and the arms are probably the two most critical ones um because that way you can have extra champion mods on so it may not serve you in a raid but in a grandmaster that's gonna be a nice that's gonna be a lifesaver yeah okay um likewise being able to run uh potentially three if like somebody else is running focusing lens, you don't have to waste space on that. If that's hypothetically one of our mods, if it was this season, I could have run focusing lens with the other two things and never have worried about particle deconstruction because the others were much more critical to my stasis build. So I needed to be running those, uh, creating extra shards, my melee stunning overload champs, things like that. Like that's where a lot of your fun, creative ones are going to go is in your class item. So recommend that. The master boss can be a hassle the first couple times you do it, but once you get it down, man, it's just it's like 20, 25 minutes to run, maybe. Yeah. And and if you get real good, you can get that down to 10 minutes or or less, you know. But yeah, absolutely. Um so before we get out of here, we we are gonna skip lower corner tonight. We've been going for almost two hours at this point, and it's already gonna be a lot for me to stitch together. We have a question from the audience tonight. I'm excited. Uh, I am excited to read this one as well. Uh, it is from our good friend, Joasis. Uh, Joe, I'm going to pull your question up here real fast. Question for everyone. And I'm, re- I'm really excited for John to explain this one to you guys. Are you still maining the same class today that you started Destiny 1 or 2 with? John, I'm going to let you take the floor first on this one. 
<laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not, and I, I, uh, I don't know how similar my Destiny journey is to everyone else. But I started Destiny One as a warlock when I when I booted up Destiny and I I saw the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, why wouldn't I want to play with the space magic class in the game about space magic? And then Taken King came around, and I saw that Hunter's got a fancy dodge. And they got a void bow, and you could pull people out of their supers. You could lock down an entire point with a tether. And I started maining, uh, <clears throat> started maining hunter. And then when I uh, met some nerd named Josh Finney on a LFG <laughs> post <laughs> on Reddit and joined his friend group, realized that uh, there wasn't a single Titan uh, in the entire crew. And so I started playing with Titan, and now that's that's where my home is. Um, I think all of the classes have a lot of unique things to 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 bring to the table, um, and I don't mind filling whatever role is open for for your group for any particular activity. But I have found a home in the Titan. I, I'm out here with my 128 box uh, of crayons and couldn't be happier. Uh, did it come with a complimentary sharpener or not? Oh yeah, and the side. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, I, I have used the exact same Hunter since the D1 Alpha. I've never <laughs> wanted to change off of Hunter. I always enjoyed it. it and I, I'll be honest, I wanted the space magic, but I care a lot about the aesthetic also. And just seeing how the Hunters were equipped, uh, made me feel like, yeah, that's how I would probably dress in, uh, in space America. Um, <laughs> So I have I have stuck with the same hunter through and through. I hate every time I've helped somebody get through the Forsaken campaign uh, earlier in the week. I did the Chimera with them and basically one shot it said Chimera. But um, the end cut scene, they took my helmet off and I was like, oh god, this is awful. I forget that this <laughs> is my D one Titan. You can't change your appearance or anything without restarting a new character and. I'm just so stubborn at this point that I won't, even though I know I'll still get the veteran dialogue, I refuse to do it because this is the same hunter I've done every single thing with. Yeah. Um, my Warlock and my Titan, I should clarify, I do have a Warlock and a Titan. They are both from D1 as well. I uh, did not recreate them for Destiny 2, but I so sparingly use them that they just kind of get dragged along for the ride at this point. Um I've used my I've used my warlock a few times, but my hunter is near and dear to my heart. I like to think that him and Cade were drinking buddies and uh, ramen enthusiasts together because that's how I am in real life. I'm a drinking buddy and I'm a ramen enthusiast. Um, I would probably raise a chicken if I could, but alas, I live in the big city, so that's not going to happen. Um, so the answer, long-winded answer to your question: Yes, John has played the the roulette wheel. The only thing that would get me to change classes or even races at this point, because I'm still an EXO, I'm an EXO on all three characters, is if they ever let me make an Elixni Guardian, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, I would make that my Warlock, though. Just like as, I would like call it Elixni's Revenge or something. Uh, Mith- Mithrax's Revenge, I don't know. Uh, I'd come up with something ridiculous. Tanix's yeah. son. I'd come up with some <laughs> ridiculous backstory for him about like, why he just hurls Nova bombs at Guardians in the Crucible now. Um, because I always played as an elite in Halo. So that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I'd love to be able to do it one day. Uh, 
But with that, we're going to cap off a, a very long episode. I was not planning on running for yeah, two for, hours. This is a light twab. You know, you and me get well, started. It was, it was a light twab, but we, def- we definitely had big <laughs> topics to get to, though. And to be fair, we probably would have cut like 25 minutes of this out had Dylan not put out that list of weapons tonight and would have done it tomorrow instead. You guys should sort of heard more complaining next week from me. Um, but we're, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Corey will be back next week, too right the ship i do not know if i'll be here next week because i have suddenly remembered that uh next thursday i i'm checking my calendar yep next thursday is my girlfriend's birthday if i do a podcast next thursday i may actually be murdered so uh i will talk with Corey and see what's going on but Corey may be roping in one of our old friends uh from the lfg next week to to do some with him if not you will get a delayed episode uh friday night uh i'm sure we could get together and record one friday afternoon after work uh so john thank you for joining me uh you want to tell the people where they can find you uh they can find me and i totally know my own my own twitter at that's that's a thing at a1 johnny with three n's and uh hopefully on another uh tower casuals uh soon as we get into witch queen and have many more exciting things to talk about Yep. And then, uh, as, as always, you can find uh, Corey on Twitter at I am Corey in HD. You can find me on Twitter at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. Uh, I am debating about if I'm going to come back to Twitch. Uh, it kind of depends on if I can get a new router in here before Witch Queen, get it all set up, troubleshoot it, that good stuff. We kind of think we've identified why I had a problem streaming, and it has something to do with the fact that my router does not like uh, Xbox and Twitch running at the same time. Um, because in the past when Corey and I have been recording, that is what has also caused me to drop, uh, when we've been podcasting. So we finally identified the root of it. So I need to get AT&T out here, fix my gateway, things like that. Um, but from Corey, from Johnny, from me, we will see you on another episode of Tower Casuals and we will catch you star side.